0: Hey everyone, this is Pete, your producer. Um, I have no idea what happened with the audio recording on this one, but uh, Marin's audio track sounds really terrible. So uh, bear with us through this episode. She's It's listenable, but uh, it's very staticky and very uh, fuzzy and soft. Uh, sorry about that, we're working on the technical end, and hopefully this will be the last episode with any sort of uh, sound issues like that. All right, here's the show.
1: Okay. Um, and now I've disrupted our whole flow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um. Um... You're listening to Love Ya, the podcast that helps you navigate the wide and wonderful world of streaming teenage rom-coms. I am your co-host, Martha Sullivan, YA librarian and teen-lit uh, fan and consumer, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host...
0: I'm Maren Haken, adult services librarian and rom-com
1: enthusiast. And we are here, once again... To bring you the breakdown of a teen, although this was not so what I would call a rom-com, but definitely teen movie, um, available to you on one of the many streaming services that we are all enjoying because we can't leave the house right now. Um, Before we get into it, just want to do a quick check-in. How are you doing today, Maren? How are you holding up? <laughs>
0: um, I'm doing okay. Um been a little tougher of a week. Um, so I am glad that it is the weather has shifted and it is actually sunny today.
1: How are yeah, you? Yeah. It 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 was a hard week this week. It was for no specific like there's nothing I can point to that was like, this is why this week was hard. It was just, you know how some days all of this hits you a little harder than others? Yeah. It was it was a bit of that for me to uh for me this week. Um Yeah,
0: yeah I feel
1: you. but I realized I was looking at my letterboxed account where I keep track of all the movies that I watch. I have for the last five days I've watched a movie a day, which is Excellent. more Yes, was, has been more than I, I I've really been on a movie kick. I for a while it was very hard um to focus on watching a movie and for the last for the last week or so I've been on a kick. Some of them have been interesting. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Are there are there any keepers that you would you would
1: recommend? Yes, actually. Ooh. So yesterday I watched a movie called Assassination Nation which came out in 2018 it is about um, a group of girls who live in Salem Massachusetts uh, which comes under the attack of a cyber terrorist Um, everyone in town gets their entire digital lives made public so full email histories full text histories full internet browsing histories Uh, and everyone in the town loses their minds. Um, And uh, someone ends up blaming one of the four main girls for the attack. So they become the target of some pretty intense uh, retribution. Um, It is a, I would call it a riot horror movie, so very similar to The Purge. There's a lot of guns. I was just thinking about The Purge. Um, I will say it's not as like there are some gnarly deaths on screen, but it's not super gory. Um, it's mostly like you you hear this you hear the synopsis and you're like, oh, that sounds wild, like very over the top. And then as you're watching it, you're like, oh no, I can see how. Like, I have seen things in the real world that make this feel much more plausible mm. than I would have um, ideally wanted it <laughs> to have been. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. Um, it's very good. The girls, the the actresses are all excellent. Um, and yeah, it's streaming on Hulu right now. Okay. So if you are a person who is into kind of over-the-top, like, hyper-realism. Um, I'm not a person who enjoys, like, hyper-realistic violence. Like, I'm not a fan of kick-ass. But this was a... This at least had, like, a, a message and was saying something that I was able to stick with them for it. Okay. Yeah, the, the violence felt purposeful rather than just, like, for the sake of violence.
0: Which is a distinction, that I think. Often folks in the, the action and horror genre do not take as seriously as they should.
1: hmm Um but yeah, so that would be my standout. Watched a couple of Disney movies for the comfort factor. I watched Pet Cemetery the other day, which was bad. <laughs> Did not enjoy that. I've never uh, seen that one. It's it's new. It's an adaptation or it's the new adaptation of the, of the Stephen King novel. Um I don't think you would enjoy it. Okay. It sure. involves it involves bringing things back to life
0: yeah. and
1: kind of the subsequent horrors of when something comes back wrong. Uh-huh. Um And also I just didn't think it was a very good adaptation. It was not a very good adaptation of a book that I admittedly don't like all that much.
0: So it was feeling oh, you on two levels. It was not yeah. <laughs> it was not improving the source material. Yes. <laughs> and it didn't even do the already flawed source material justice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um but enough about those movies. We have a different movie for you all to watch or sure for was a to movie to discuss. Yes, it sure was a movie. Um would you like to Introduce this movie sure. to us.
0: So this time around, we watched the 2017 film *The Space Between Us*, um, which was directed by Peter Chesham and written by Alan Lone. Um It stars Gary Oldman, Asa Butterfield, Brett Robinson, and Carla I... Gugino. I never know how to pronounce her last name.
1: I say Gugino, but I don't know that that's more
0: or less correct. Okay. Okay. Um, so, this movie is about a young man, um, named Gardner, who was born secretly to an astronaut, uh, right after she arrived on Mars, um, and, uh, she died giving birth to him, and the, the company who led the Mars mission... Um, decides as a PR move that they are going to cover it up and say that she died of other causes and not reveal the fact that there was a baby born on Mars. Um, so we flash forward 16 years and Gardner has been kind of haphazardly raised by the astronauts, um, who come in and out of the Mars mission, um, mostly by Carly Gugino's character Kendra, um, and one way Gardner uh, passes his time is by exchanging uh, messages in a futuristic version of an online forum with a young girl named Tulsa, um, played by Britt Robertson. Um, and so Gardner decides um, that he wants to come, um, come to Earth to meet her, um, and they try to help him prepare his body, which is only ever living on Mars, um, to go to Earth, um, and once he goes to Earth, and they are trying to kind of figure out his medical situation, um, to make it safer to stay to Earth, he busts out and goes and finds Tulsa, and they have a truly wild road trip time um he also is motivated by the fact he found a picture um in his mother's belongings um that he believes is of his mother and his father so he wants to uh, wants to find that person and find that place um so he and tulsa are on the run from um the, the astronaut company um, and Elon Musk stand in played by Gary Oldman uh, to go to go find Gardner's father uh, Gardner ends up because you know he broke out of the quarantine where they were trying to figure out his health issues um, surprise surprise the health issues catch up with him turns out it's not safe for him to live on Earth um, after spending his life on Mars and so, Gary Oldman, Elon Musk, um, has to shoot them all up into space. I'm not making this up. Shoot them all up into space um, to stabilize what uh, his medical issues and get his heart restarted um, as he collapses while he is trying to find this person he thinks is his father. Turns out the person in the photograph is his uncle, and Elon Musk, Gary Oldman, has been his dad all along. Um, and once they get back into space, um, his heart stabilizes, um, they go back, get him set up to go back to Mars so long term he can figure out, um, how to come back to Earth, um, and Gary Oldman, Elon Musk, decides to go back to Mars with him so they can bond, um, and Tulsa decides to become an astronaut and is kind of taken under Carla Giugino's womb. Whew, deep breath. Did I miss anything? This movie you did, was it really wild. I. Yeah. There, there's just a lot. A lot going on there. There is a lot.
1: Um, this was definitely a movie where I had a hard time with how long. It, like, the span of time that this movie covers, because I think it's only a couple of days. Well, so once once Gardner gets to Earth, it's only a couple of days. And it feels like months. Yeah,
0: I think that... Yeah, this movie really struggles with the pacing. I think there's some really interesting ideas going on in here, but... I mean, even... So, yes. Yeah, so, also, like, the whole Earth sequence is supposed to be happening in a much more compressed time frame than either A, it should, or B, it should feel like. Um, but also, just, like, the wild shifts between, like, space mission, oh, no, the, you know, sassy astronaut lady we like is... Is suddenly dead um, to, oh, fast forward 16 years. And then, like, a, lo- a good chunk of the movie is taken up, you know, in that Mars and just kind of exploring how Gardner lives on Mars. Um, and those perks feel pretty slow. And then it's like suddenly he gets back to Earth and the pace just like ramps up between truly wild events like staging a breakout. They have to fly a plane to get away from Tulsa's terrible foster dad slash Elon Musk Gary Oldman. Like it, it just like veers so wildly between like small quiet scenes and then suddenly we're in an action movie. Suddenly we're in a sci-fi movie.
1: And I really, I, I wished that more of the movie had taken place on Mars. So I guess I should mention Marn and I watched this movie together for the first time uh, via a Netflix party, which was super fun. Um, and I also felt like you and I had a lot of the same kind of reactions to things, um, but yeah, I wished that there had been, I wished that we had seen more of Gardner's life on Mars and like seen more of how he and Tulsa originally connected and like had more of that development. I think that having a more solid base. Um, with their relationship, like if we'd gotten maybe a montage of their communications and their growing relationship, then once he gets to Earth and their in-person relationship like really takes off, um, that would have felt better to me if I'd had more of a history from them.
0: Yeah, we didn't get to really see it build; It just was a fact. And then... In the Earth cards, So I think that we, I think the intention was that we would get to see a, a burgeoning developing relationship because when they initially meet in person, Tulsa's basically ready to slam the door in his face because he hasn't been in contact with her for, I think it was eight months because, you know, he was in a spaceship. And was it eight
1: months or like, I thought it was three.
0: I thought it was a little longer, but I could also well, be misremembering some amount of time. Some amount of time. That's, like, very understandable that she would be mad at him. Um, so I I think the intention was that uh, we would see the relationship build in that way versus, you know, how they originally connected and, you know, why they are both so, you know, why they have felt such connected pen pals, because clearly, it, it, okay, I think what I'm trying to get at is it was very much a case of telling, not showing, like, we were just told that Gardner really likes this girl and he talks to online, but we were never shown, really, you know, how they developed that, or, like, what their connections center on, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, and I think that trying to establish that once there are and him trying to get Tulsa to not do mad at him. Like it did, it just doesn't work in the same way. It doesn't have the same emotional resonance. I agree. Um What did we think of Elon Musk, Gary Oldman?
1: Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about Elon Musk, Gary Oldman.
0: <laughs> um, no, you know what? I I'm
1: not a I'm not currently the biggest fan of Gary Oldman. Um, I, I think it's a little wild how we just all sort of moved past his, uh, domestic assault accusations. Um, so watching him and things is not the best experience for me. Yeah. Um, also his journey, frankly, was not, like, his emotional journey was not the one that I cared about. Right. He goes through this whole thing about, you know, he set up the space program because he is not able to, like, he has a, um, a chronic disorder, or
0: he... Something to do with his heart, I think.
1: Yeah, some medical issue that is preventing him from being an astronaut, so that's why he sets up his private space, um... Federation. <laughs> Not federation. Um he is the one like the instigator, the funder for the whole Mars deal. Um and then at the end he ends up getting to go to space sort of incidentally because he's saving Gardner and ends up on Mars with Gardner at the very end. And that was a whole thing where I was like, I don't care. I would much rather spend this energy on Gardner's relationship with, uh, Carly Gugino, or, um, any number of things that I cared more about than, um, Elon Musk, Gary Oldman.
0: Yeah, I think that, um... Yeah, I think that the movie wants us to care a lot about him, but, so part of it too is, yeah, he has like literally been absent, like they talk about that, like, and we learn later, it's presumably he was so distraught over the death of his wife, who people did not know was his wife. Secret wife! <laughs> Secret wife! Uh, you know, wife sent out into space instead of locked in the attic um that you know he Which, like, i
1: mean to be fair presumably she wanted to go to space presumably I know. that wasn't just like he told her she had to go i to know space. i'm
0: just being sassy um yeah that you know he he was distraught and like literally left for 16 years um and um, once he figured out he could not go up into space any his son um, and and so I think part of that there's just like this hole cause like he hasn't been involved in Gardner's life he hasn't been involved in running the company um, so he's just kind of showed back up again and um...
1: I got very strong um, Batman vibes from Dark Knight Returns how Batman we find out that Batman just peaced out for ten years. Right, right. It's like, yeah, oh, oh, you just you just left for reasons.
0: Or Superman returns, which I think we both agree is in is a maligned classic.
1: Agree hard, very, very much. <laughs> I have a very soft spot in my heart for Superman returns. Yep, I'm bummed that I can never watch it again though. Wait, why? Kevin Spacey. Uh
0: yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. To be fair, I've not seen it in a long time, so, yeah. Um, bummer. Um. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, we get that vibe of, like, he's just kind of pieced out and come back. Uh, and, um. Yeah, we're supposed to... We're supposed to buy in to him, like, immediately caring and reintegrating himself, but, like, I don't know. I think if the movie had laid the groundwork better, um, we would have... Like, like if he hadn't just been absent, like, if he had been, like, a distant figure, but there was some, like, basis for his relationships with Gardner and Kendra, it it would have been a a lot easier to buy.
1: Yeah, the movie does ask us to be emotionally invested in him in a way that I don't think they earned. Right. Um, So, like, his... So, first of all, I think you and I should both get credit for seeing the reveal of him being Gardner's dad, like, from minute four of the movie. Yep. Um, but I, I did feel like they needed to have some kind of relationship in order for me to be invested in the reveal, like, the official reveal that he is Gardner's dad. Because when that happens, I was much more like, oh, well, yeah, of course. I'm also not somebody that ever would rather hear about, like, billionaire recluse dad over, like, presumably intelligent and capable astronaut mom. Like, that that was a relationship that I would have much rather <laughs> heard about.
0: Um. Well, and I think the problem is, like, the parts of the movie that were, you know, actually charming and engrossing were the scenes between Gardner and Kendra and Gardner and Tulsa, and those, and I think it's a credit to Asa Butterfield and Kurt Robertson and Carla Gugino, like, those actually felt like you know, relationships that were either lived in or developing, and, yeah, and I think part of why it's so frustrating that it spent so much time with Elon Musk, Gary Oldman, is that, um, you know, we could have been spending time with, uh, Carly Gugino or Bert Robertson instead, and I think that would have been time even better spent.
1: Yeah, I think that um, Asa Butterfield and Britt Robertson, who play Gardner and Tulsa, I think they get a lot of credit for how interesting the movie, like, ended up being. Or not interesting, but um, engaging.
0: Yeah, and I, so I know you, I think you would have preferred more time on Mars. I actually almost would have preferred less time on Mars and more time just with them on the road. Like... I didn't need a dramatic, plane escape. But I think just, like, more scenes of them in the in the car um, talking would have been good. Because I, I really enjoyed those scenes. In part because of, like you mentioned, their chemistry. Um, and I think they, they do a really nice job with the material they're given. So I actually almost would have rather the really movie focused on that. Because, um, like... I I enjoyed the Mart scenes, but I think that, you know, if the heart of the movie is really this developing relationship between them, I think we could have used some more time.
1: That's fair. I don't disagree. I think both you and I are getting at kind of the same point. That, however, that... However that turned out or whatever that looked like, we wanted more time with the kids.
0: Right, exactly. Or even that we wanted them to, like, pick one, right? Like, is this a space movie about a boy who doesn't have a place because he grew up in space? Or is this about... Like, these two teenagers finding love. Like, I don't care which direction they went, but I think, you know, it comes back to, like, the the tonal changes that we were talking about are just so jarring that...
1: Yeah, you didn't, you don't care which direction that they picked, but they needed to pick a direction.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a shit-or-get-off-the-pot situation. (laughs) Right? Like... (laughs)
1: Yeah, because I think what ends up happening is that both segments feel ultimately too rushed. Exactly. I, I made a comment when we were watching it that they could have done this same story if Asa Butterfield had just had a weird medical issue. Like, right. if he hadn't even been on Mars, and I think that's the problem. Like, there's not enough of the Mars stuff to make it feel like a space movie, And to make that feel, like, unique or, um... Like, to make that feel, like, the unique thing about it.
0: Right. Yeah, like, they don't invest in that enough. Like, they're... Yeah, they're just, like, straddling, trying to have it be a space movie versus trying to have it be, like, a teen, like, runaway movie. Almost kind of like, um... Oh my god, what's that series with Ethan Hawke and Julie Duffley? Before Midnight. Like, in some ways, that just, like, we're on a crazy adventure and blah blah blah. You know, that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think they try to do both, and you, you can't. I mean, Xenon, girl of the 21st century, told us, like, either just, like, lean into space... (laughs) <laughs> or don't. Because think about it. Like, the first Xenon movie, it's just all space. And the second Xenon movie, it's just all Earth. And that's why those work. I mean, plus they had, you know, Godzilla. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I love, love you. you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> this is
1: incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Also, you're
0: not wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Disney Plus, like, one of the joys of Disney Plus has been, like... I can watch Tina now. I mean, I, I haven't have yet, because I don't
1: want to support Pete, but... Oh, yeah, my, my first thought... No, actually, I I think I tweeted that I was ashamed of myself that it took me so long to realize that access to Disney Plus meant access to all of the Disney Channel original movies, which, for me... My first love, along with my sister, was the Thirteenth Year.
0: Oh my God! Yes, it's classic. <laughs> oh, I long, that one.
1: For a long time, when Disney would run their um, movies on like Friday or Saturday, we had a running joke because it felt like almost every time we turned it on, it was the Fishboy movie.
0: <laughs> <gasps> Martha, we can watch Halloween Town.
1: Oh, we totally can. Oh. phenomenal. Yes. <laughs>
0: oh my god.
1: A look into your future, maybe. <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Poor Pete. Poor Pete. Poor Pete nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: I do He is fine. <laughs> he is fine.
0: It was very sweet so I so I was while I was working on Thursday, I was listening to the blank check about Ratatouille. Um, so after work on Thursday, you know, Pete and I were just, like, playing our evening, I was like, well, I'm watching Ratatouille, like, that's what's happening, um, and he was so cute, he was like, okay, like, I, I can, I can play Animal Crossing, like, while you had that on, and of course he ended up getting into it, it was great. He'd never seen Ratatouille? Oh, no, he's seen Ratatouille many times, but, like, okay. yeah, he was kind of just like, Oh, uh, okay, fine, Ratatouille, like... Fine, whatever, like, I'll I can have that on in the background while I'm playing Animal Crossing, and then of course he, like, ended up Actually watching it and getting into it
1: uh, I was about To say yeah. If Pete had another If Pete had either never seen Animal Or, um, Ratatouille Or if he saw it and For some reason didn't like it We would have had hmm, We would have had some issues Yeah
0: um, the other one, though, which, full credit to him, he ended up getting into, while he was playing Animal Crossing, and he even, like, had headphones in and was, like, listening to music, but he ended up getting drawn into it. It was this very charming rom-com on Hulu um, that you should watch called Plus One. Okay. Um, and it's about two college friends, um, one of whom has gone recently gone through a very bad breakup, and one of whom is perpetually single. And... Uh, decide to be each other's plus one for every wedding they have to go to that summer and they're in that age bracket where there's like a wedding every weekend Um and of course they end up falling in love but it actually and this is what I really liked about it I feel like too often like that good friends to lovers trope like from the beginning it's like ah oh, you guys like we can already tell you have a thing like and it's just like frustrating when they won't admit it whether well, there's this, like, actually felt like, oh, yeah, you guys are buddies. And then you, like, started hanging out more again and, like, discovered you also want bone. Um, and it felt very authentic. But, yeah, Pete, like, kept, like, getting dragged and, um, it was very sweet. So, cool. Glad you're, glad you're watching this rom-com with me, Pete. Cute.
1: Um, so, how would we... How would we fix the space between us?
0: Yeah, I think, I think just what we've been talking about. I think it needs to pick a direction. Does it want to be Xenon 1 or 2? Like, pick. Like, either it should be Space, space, space Boy movie, um, or it should be two teens having a tough time come together road trip movie. And I'm fine with either of those. But I think it, it needs to be one or the other.
1: I also think that we needed a definitive reunion scene at the end. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, that felt that... Yeah, we haven't talked about the ending yet. Yeah, like, that felt jarringly open-ended. And I, I mean, I am personally, especially in... Although, I mean, this isn't a rom-com, so I can't really be, like, in a rom-com. But I feel like, yeah, it, it wasn't even uh, me personally not being too big a fan of open-ended endings. Because uh, I recognize that I'm not. And that's just, like, a personal preference and doesn't mean that it's always bad. Um, but, yeah, this was a case where it felt really odd that... And, again, I think it goes back to, like, the movie wants to tell us that the most important thing is actually... You know, father son, Gerald and Elon Musk relationship. I don't um, buy that though. Right, it's like, and like that's not actually what's engaging in this movie, and so the fact that the movie like centers that in the end, like, doesn't work. And like, I'm all here for. I really did enjoy the scene of Brett Robertson and Carla Judino. like. Carlo Georgina just being like, so you've an adult figure in your life, um, and I will be that. Uh, and I, I have a problem being a
1: person, because I've been on Mars for six years, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So that, I actually, I really liked that scene. But yeah, I think just even, like, a little, like, like Brett Robertson touching down on Mars, like, ah, you know, I think that would have... Yeah, like, a flash
1: forward. I think yeah, like, yeah, literally there. all I wanted was a scene of her, like, coming off of the rocket and Gardner being there um, to greet her and, like, them smiling at each other. Like, that would have been, I think, a plus as an yes. ending. <laughs>
0: yes, that would have been a much better ending. Because, yeah, again, like, that's that's what we've cared about, not Alan Muscariolla. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very pro that revision. Um, yeah. I think also, oh, one thing we have not brought up, but I, we talked a lot about in our chat, was so one small thread through the movie is that because Gartner has grown up in Mars and doesn't really have access to the same pop culture knowledge base um, that he hasn't tried to... Glean some pop culture from like old timey movies, um, and I think that you know we in our chat we talked about various ways that those references could have been better. Because um, I, I think that yeah, I think that was a cool idea that they did not use as well as they could have.
1: Um, well, but... and the movie really could not decide if it wanted Gardner to be, really. I mean, they it wants Gardner to be very smart. Um, but it's also like, he has not grown up in a cave. Like he's been around people and he has access to pop culture. So when he gets to earth and is like, what's a horse? I was like, I don't, this isn't working for me. Like I, I did not buy this kind of juxtaposition between him being very smart. Cause he grew up around scientists, but incredibly naive because, Apparently, scientists aren't people. Like, yeah.
0: I... I mean, I just like, wouldn't buy if going so far down the pop culture rabbit hole that he's watching fairly obscure French expression or French, excuse me, German expressionist films that, like, he wouldn't have also watched, you know, what's a normal movie that has horses? What's a, the animated horse movie. I don't know, that one. not
1: It doesn't matter. This yeah, dude has yeah. definitely seen like, The Breakfast Club. Right!
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna bother me, though. What movie am I thinking about? Oh, Stallion of the Cimarron. Yes! That's exactly what I'm doing. And now I'm less embarrassed that I, my head was saying Simberillion. Um, yes! Like, look like he- <laughs> that well come on. like that was a very popular movie for age demographic like i feel like yeah
1: well and i i could also see where they're like okay he has access to the pop culture that the scientists bring with them because i'm sure that those guys are bringing like books or whatever to enjoy on their downtime because they're human beings right um so like maybe it's all 80s stuff because that's what the millennial scientists are bringing with them Or, you know, maybe it's weird stuff like that, but, like, give him some kind of, uh, some kind of foundation, because when he gets to Earth, and he's all just like, what is all of this? I was like, this, this part doesn't work for me.
0: Right, exactly. Like, it just, it didn't make sense. Like, I feel like it was, it was asking us to to believe two opposing things. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else we would change in this movie? Um, the plane. I think I mentioned in passing, but I I could have done without the plane scene. That was just scary.
1: that was wild. Like in the middle of this, in the middle of this movie, there's suddenly an action sequence, and I was like, tonally, this is not super working for me. And it was it was. The big thing, I think, is that it was a departure from the way the rest of the evasion stuff was filmed. Like, they do a lot of um, bits with uh, Gardner and Tulsa running away from people. But then the, the plane scene was, like, straight out of North by Northwest. And I didn't understand that. Like, that, that shift didn't work so well for me. It worked. I enjoyed it better when they were in the diner using, like, borrowing someone else's phone, and then the police roll up, and they're like, we gotta go! Like, that was more in line with the way the rest of the movie felt than this sudden, like, let's fly away in this plane that then crashes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I totally bought the diner scene. I did not buy the plane flying scene. So that's another thing. I would just straight up ax that. Well, I think we have made our very conflicted thoughts about yeah. this movie clear. <laughs> I feel like this is a rare, like, there were actually a few things we liked in here. There's a lot we didn't like, but I, I feel like this is a a rare, like, entirely shades of gray. Mostly in the, the nay column. But like there were some there were some things here that worked.
1: So I, I was not sad that we watched it. Same. Same. And this honestly, um I you know, my next question to you is always, would you recommend this movie to people? I think so. I think it was a fun I mean, one of the best or the biggest things it has going for it is that it's under two hours. Yes. I I
0: think I would recommend this movie with an asterisk. I think this is not a movie I would universally recommend, but I would I would give the context of if this is the type of movie you want, like, there are some good things in there for that.
1: Yeah, and I enjoy, I, I do think that I just like Asa Butterfield. Yeah, he's very charming. So now everyone can go watch Sex Education. Oh yeah, I know you mentioned that one to me, I need to, I need to watch that. Well, what do you, so what would you recommend to our listeners either in lieu of or in conjunction with, uh, Space Between Us? What is your, what is your recommendation for us this week?
0: Yeah, so this one actually made me think about, I'm actually going to have a graphic novel recommendation, which is very, very funny, but this actually made me think about Saga, um, just like those themes of kind of love with an issue, (laughs) Uh, you know, structural issues coming between love and, you know, space. Uh, space drama. drama. Space drama. So, yeah, so Saga, um, which is a graphic novel by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Um, I think it's on a bit of a hiatus, um, so it hasn't, new, new content hasn't come out for a while, um, but there's a pretty big back catalog. Um, I yeah, think, I think it's like eight trades. That's a, yeah... And I think almost all of them are on Hoopla. Let me check.
1: They are all on Hoopla because that's where I read them. Okay, cool. Um, I got very, I got very impatient with myself because I used up all of my Hoopla loans when oh I was no. like I'm done with the series. Well, and then I remembered that I'm a librarian in a city that I don't live in, so I have two library cards. Oh, good for you. Um, but yeah,
0: so I, I would recommend Saga. Um. It is, yeah reminding me of some of the same things is very good. Uh, my recommendation
1: for you all is another teens in space movie. Um, I'm gonna recommend a book or sorry book Teens in Space book um, Martians Abroad by Carrie Vaughn. Uh, martians abroad takes place in the future when we have already uh colonized mars um and is about two twins polly and charles who are sent by their parents to go study at the galileo academy on earth which is where polly does not want to go polly wants to stay on mars and be a pilot um and charles is like super jazzed about going to this very prestigious earth Academy. So it's about how these two teens kind of deal with being sent to earth when they've lived on Mars their whole life. Um, and also some things start happening when, uh, famous people's children start going missing that they have Mm. to investigate. So there's a little bit of a mystery there. Um, but this is a little, this is more of the, uh, you can have both space and earth, but it's also a book. So it has a little bit more, uh, you know, breathing room to play with. Um, But yeah, that's Martians Abroad by Carrie Vaughn. Thank you all for listening. Um, We will be back in two weeks uh, to discuss our next movie. Um, But until then, we, um, until then you can enjoy our sister podcast, which updates on the same feed on alternating Wednesdays. That would be uh, Did You Do Your Homework, which I host with Maren's husband, Pete. We discuss uh, academic connections with popular uh, media. I don't remember what our topic is for next week, but I'm sure it's good. (laughs) Um, Oh, inspirational sports stories. Oh, yeah. He has to watch Miracle. (laughs) Oh, has to. Like, I'm making him. Um, I don't think he's ever seen.
0: Well, you know.
1: Uh, Which I understand.
0: That's a good sports story. Yeah, well, that is one where I did tell him, like, I've seen that movie so many times in my life, like, I probably don't need to be there when he watches it, but. Because, you know, I grew up in Minnesota in the aughts, so. That was, like, the movie we watched literally every time there was, like, a substitute teacher or something. Nice. Um...
1: So, yeah, like I said, updates on the same feed. Um, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at all the places at DYDYH podcast. Um, if you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me at all the places at Magical Martha, uh, including tinyletter.com backslash which is the uh, newsletter that I write sometimes when I feel up for it. Uh, Maren, where can people find you?
0: Yeah, uh, folks can find me on Twitter at a underscore star underscore dance, where I tweet a lot about romance novels and rom-coms, the state of Minnesota, sometimes maps. So if you're interested in those things, you're welcome to give me a follow. All
1: that good stuff. Uh, Maren, what movie did we decide on for our next episode?
0: Uh, yeah, so next time we are going to watch Book Booksmart, um, because I have never seen
1: it before. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's streaming on Hulu, guys, so you can all watch it before we come back in two weeks to talk about it. Um, until then, uh, we hope you are all staying safe and healthy. And please remember that we love you.